This is Max Beverly. Welcome to On Point and Counterpoint's podcast, episode 31. There is a little bit of news that really hasn't received much coverage locally, and I want to touch on that briefly, or at least I will try to keep this brief. Last week, on July 16th, that's just 13 days before his criminal trial on a six-count indictment is scheduled to start, Greg Hobbs filed a lawsuit against the city of Thomasville. As this is a very short lawsuit, I'm going to read a pretty good chunk of it directly, and I will post the whole thing on this podcast's Facebook page. All right, this lawsuit, on the surface, appears to be Greg Hobbs' attempt to recover funds from the city that he alleges are owed to him. This is directly from the lawsuit. Quote, During the 72 months that Greg Hobbs was a councilman, the per diem for members of the General Assembly was $173. Under the charter of the city of Thomasville, Greg Hobbs was entitled to a per diem of $173 for six meetings per month, 432 meetings, end quote. Okay, I, I covered this in more depth in episode 27, and, and I will not replow that ground, um, but go back and listen to that if you want to hear uh, more, a more in-depth uh, coverage of, of, of the uh, council pay and how that worked. Okay, back to Mr. Hobbs' lawsuit against the city. Quote, the city did not pay Gregory Hobbs nor the other councilmen $173 per diem as required by the charter and statute, but paid $105 per diem, leaving a shortage of $68 per diem, end quote. The suit continues, and, and this is where it starts to get interesting. Quote, The city of Thomasville admitted that it had not paid Gregory Hobbs the pay required by the charter and statute. Instead of paying him what he was owed, the city offered to pay him for only, two, only the last two years. The city tendered Gregory Hobbs a check for $9,808.05, which is the net after taxes from the $13,804. This equals the $68 shortage of the per diem payments for 24 months, but ignores the shortage for the remaining period of his time on the city council, end quote. All right, now remember that this, this number that is cited in this lawsuit, this amount of $13,804 is exactly the amount that Kay McDonald, who was at the time the interim city manager, it's the exact amount she told Hobbs the payment would be for in an email two weeks before this payment was made. Okay, and, and also note that the lawsuit says that the city offered to pay him for only the last two years. Okay, more on that in a minute. All right, the lawsuit continues. Quote, Gregory Hobbs did not accept this. When the city of Thomasville presented him with a check for $9,808.05, representing the net after taxes from the $13,804, 
He refused to accept it because it was short by about $30,000, end quote. And then the narrative from the lawsuit basically, basically concludes with this very interesting tidbit, quote, Gregory Hobbs turned to the city attorney for advice. He then turned to Jim Prine, the assistant district attorney, for advice. He got none, end quote. All right, that concludes. He got no advice. He got none. That's, that's a quote from the lawsuit. He got no advice from the city attorney or the assistant district attorney who he reached out to. Okay, so in summary... Hobbs' lawsuit says that the rate he was paid for his eight years on the council was too low, that the city made an offer to pay the higher rate for two years, that Hobbs didn't like that offer, and poor thing, he went to the city attorney for help and didn't get any help from him, and then he went to the district attorney for help and and didn't get any help there either. Okay, I want to unpack that. A little bit. And the first thing I want to touch on is the claim made in this lawsuit that the city made an offer to pay for only two years at the higher rate. In other words, something like the city said to Hobbs, okay, we'll pay you for two years, but you won't get anything else. And, and, and Hobbs didn't like that and he refused it. All right, this would go. Uh, this would go right along with a narrative that Hobbs' buddy, David Huffstetler, has been spinning. Okay, at the beginning of August of last year, Huffstetler wrote, I think, to Patty Dozier in the form of a text, and then he forward, forwarded this to Greg Hobbs, which is how I have it. And I'll quote, quote, Mayor Hobbs never accused Kay or Vicky of anything, exclamation point. He simply reported a crime involving the suspected forgery of his signature on a potential legal financial settlement, exclamation point, end quote. Okay, <laughs> other than uh, learning that David Huffstetler really likes those exclamation points, um, here's what else you get out of that. The, the, the spin is that the document that Greg Hobbs said was forged was a, quote, potential legal financial settlement. Same spin as the lawsuit. The city made him an offer, and he didn't take it. They made him an offer, and he didn't take it, and and perhaps somebody forged his signature on accepting that offer. Okay, folks, I get it. I mean, the, the reality is very hard to explain. Huffstetler and Hobbs' attorneys have to make this silly document that Hobbs claims was forged to be more important than it really was. The the payroll status change notice is almost a meaningless document, other than it acknowledges that Hobbs would receive a payment beyond his salary in a lump sum. That's it. That document, nor any of the correspondence around this, issue support any kind of assertion that that had Hobbs taken the $13,804, that he was acknowledging that this is all he would receive. Exactly to the contrary, 100% 100 to the contrary, 
In an email disclosing this amount, this $13,804, Kay McDonald wrote, and I'll quote this, quote, right now, we're going to make the payment adjustments from 2016 to present. If we need to go back further than that, I'll let you know and any other council members affected by this adjustment know what to expect, end quote. Okay, so there was no settlement offer. This was just an immediate determination that they had to go back two years. There was no settlement offered. I was in the, I'm in the same boat that Greg Hobbs is in regarding these back council payments. There was never an offer tendered to me. There was never anything uh, indicating that if the 2016 and 2017 payments were made, prior years would not be paid. But again... Huffstetler, the lawsuit filed on Greg's behalf, uh, indicate that there was tried to spin this so that there was some type of negotiated settlement amount that Greg Hobbs disagreed with. Okay, then what happens according to Hobbs' lawsuit after he rejects the city's quote-unquote offer? All right, he goes to the city attorney for, for help. Doesn't get any help there. So then he goes to the assistant district attorney, and he doesn't get any help there either. Poor fella. All right, the lawsuit is silent on his accusations of forgery, though. Here's what Hobbs wrote to Kay McDonald, the city attorney, and the rest of the city council. And, by the way, he copied the GBI on this as well. This was after he had received the uh, check for the $13,804 with the taxes taken out. Quote, K, the payroll form that has my signature on it, I didn't put it there. I ask that whoever did it, did to it, own up to it. There is a signature stamp for me at the city manager administrative assistant office. I have not authorized anyone to endorse this document on my behalf. I ask that this stamp be turned over to me on Monday. As you know, as well as Tim Sanders, that's the city attorney, I disagreed with the time in which you all arrived at the back pay computation. I made it clear, end quote. But if you follow the narrative of the lawsuit, Hobbs' interactions with the city attorney, and particularly with the DA, were just his attempt to get them to help him get his money. It wasn't about forgery. Okay, so what's the point of all this? The lawsuit, Huffstetler's attempt to spin this as some type of financial settlement, what's the point of all this? His interactions with the DA being to get money that he felt was owed to him. Again, why, why, why is this lawsuit making this point? Obviously, I am sure that Hobbs would like to get the city to cut him an additional $30,000 check over the $13,800 payment that has already been written. But, and I'm not a lawyer, but this doesn't appear to be the primary reason for this suit. First, the timing. Less than two weeks before the trial. I mean, think about that. It's probably not a coincidence. 
But more importantly, and, and this is um, this is more importantly, this is a very brief and basic complaint. Okay, maybe this isn't uncommon as I think it is, but I have never seen a complaint initiating a lawsuit that does not contain a single reference to code, in this case, Georgia code or federal code, or a single citing of case law, which leads me to think that the code, Georgia code, and and case law are not in his favor, or that the research wasn't done to see if it was. Either way, Hobbs' complaint is only three pages with the header and the signatures, so it's it's not a very in-depth complaint at all. Okay, this indicates to me that Hobbs' defense strategy will be to turn his trial into an issue of him being underpaid or maybe to create confusion about what the document in question really was to make the forgery accusation seem less ludicrous or somehow to create smoke and mirrors to turn what seems like a very simple set of issues into something much more complicated. Assuming this goes to trial, we shall see what role this civil lawsuit and its narrative um, play in the criminal case, but I almost guarantee you it will. Thanks so much for listening, and I will be back soon.